This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Not great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to. Hillary Clinton, what did she know? Well, according to a form, former campaign manager, an awful lot. Got that for you coming up. Also, Doug Mastriano, he is the guy who's the Republican nominee now for governor of the great state of Pennsylvania. All that and more on your Friday. I'll give you some strings. Horn section. Uh-huh. That's right. That was Carrie. You are a child. I am, but you've you known that <laughs> for a long time. Let's go. Friday. Uh-huh. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Let's go. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. You know what? Let's make it a free speech Friday. Come on. Ah, uh, freedom. Uh-huh. Say what? Bring it now. Take it up a notch. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Whatever's on your mind is going to be fair game. If I know something about it, we can talk about it. If not, we'll move on. Or go to www.joepags.com. Scroll down to the bottom, and uh, you will see. You can send me an email. Just click on contact. That'll come right to me. Carrie, how you doing? Everything's good? I'm fabulous. You are fabulous. I agree. Eh, I agree with that sometimes. Eh. I was going to keep going. Oh, come on. Pushing it. (laughs) I said yes to one and a half of them. Uh, Polo's in the house, getting it done. Sam making it happen as well. Um, For some reason, Polo and Sam are, are backward. Am I? See, what is this? How did you guys do that? It was exactly perfect a minute ago. It's Freaky Friday. I guess it is, man. That is something odd. All right, then we'll do this. Then we'll do this over here. And we'll do that. For those who are watching the stream, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not watching the stream, you can always watch it afterwards because um, what we do is we show you the people that I'm talking about. And it's funny because no matter how many times I change it, it keeps on going back to the same person. I love it. All right, either way. Um, it's a free speech Friday. Whatever's on your mind is going to be fair game, and I love talking about it. And, and you know, just like with the Hunter Biden laptop, you know that whole story, Carrie, for, mm-hmm. for how long did the left deny it? In fact, so much so that NPR, I think, came out and wrote a tweet that we are not covering this story because we don't yep. cover baseless stories that aren't based in fact. And, of course, it was based in fact, and they knew it the entire time it was based in fact, and it took a blurb in the New York Times. It took just a little blurb in the New York Times, to suddenly make that valid. Suddenly it was a valid story because the Times said so, and we all knew that it was valid the entire time. Now, we've known that Hillary Clinton and her campaign paid for the dossier, the fake dossier from this guy Christopher Steele. We knew that. 
we knew that the FISA courts were being abused by Jim Comey and McCabe and, and Strzok and all these people. We knew all that. What we didn't know was whether the idea to somehow make digital, fake digital evidence, somehow tying Trump and his servers to Russia. We didn't know that she knew all about it. In fact, we didn't know that she knew about it. We didn't know if she approved it. We didn't know if she said go and do it. We didn't know any of that. But Robbie Mook, which is a, a name that you probably should know, who was the campaign manager for Hillary Clinton in 16 and was on the campaign with her, um, this person had to testify, and what he just said blows everything out of the water. Carrie, what do you have for me? From CBS News, Robbie Mook, the former campaign manager for Hillary Clinton, testified on Friday the 2020 Democratic presidential nominee agreed to provide information about a link between her opponent, Donald Trump, and Russian Alpha Bank to a reporter, despite the fact her campaign was not certain about the truth of the allegations. During cross-examination, Mook said the, comp- the campaign was not fully confident in the Alpha Bank allegations and wanted to give them to a reporter so the reporter could run it down further and verify it. Slate first published a story suggesting Alpha Bank, a Moscow-based financial institution, had a server that was irregularly pinging a server registered to the New York-based Trump Organization. The FBI investigated and a report by the Justice Department Inspector General said it concluded there were no links between Alpha Bank and Trump. Mook took the stand during the trial of Michael Sussman, who's charged in special counsel John Durham's probe with lying to the FBI during the Trump-Russia investigation after he brought the FBI unverified evidence concerning Trump and Alpha Bank. And the scope of the trial is narrow, focusing on whether or not Sussman, whose law firm represented Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign, was acting on behalf of a client. Mook said the decision to release the Alpha allegations to a reporter was discussed with senior campaign officials including senior policy advisor and now the White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, campaign chairman John Podesta, and communications director Jennifer Palmieri. Uh, Clinton was briefed about the decision to go to the press with the allegations in the fall of 2016, and according to Mook, she thought we made the right decision. Mook testified he did not see the alpha allegations as a silver bullet that would end the Trump campaign, referring to other information being published linking Trump to Russia. Slade's article on the purported link between Alpha Bank and Trump ran on October 31st, 2016, days before Election Day, when asked by prosecutor Andrew DeFilippis if he doubted the credibility of the allegations when the article ran. Mook said he was not a cyber expert and thought that the article give the claims more cre- gave the claims more credibility. I'm sure you know reporters publish things that aren't true. DeFilippis pushed back. I mean, Hillary Clinton was not only advised of it, she told him, wink it or not, that's a good move. She approved of it. Now, there is a statement that Hillary Clinton, still on her Twitter today, there's a statement on there that she posted on October 31st, 2016, right before the election. That statement is from her campaign. The statement is from Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan, who Kerry just told you, is part of the national security team now. I mean... He's in this administration, the Biden administration. Jake Sullivan, a new report exposing Trump's secret line of communication to Russia in response to a new report from Slate showing that the Trump organization has a secret server registered to Trump Tower that's been covertly communicating with Russia. Hillary for America senior policy advisor Jake Sullivan released the following statement on Monday. And I'm just going to reiterate some of what Kerry just said. This could be the most direct link yet between Donald Trump and Moscow. Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. 
Quote, the secret hotline may be the key to unlocking the mystery of Trump's ties to Russia. It certainly seems the Trump organization felt it had something to hide, given that it apparently took steps to conceal the link when it was discovered by journalists. Quote, this line of communication may help explain Trump's bizarre adoration of Vladimir Putin and endorsement of so many pro-Kremlin positions throughout his campaign. It raises even more troubling questions in light of Russia's masterminding of hacking efforts that are clearly intended to hurt Hillary Clinton's campaign. We can only assume that federal authorities will now explore this direct connection between Trump and Russia as part of their existing probe into Russia's meddling in our elections. That statement still exists on her Twitter account from October 31st, 2016. That statement is there right now. I just read it from her from her Twitter account. I'll show you, those of you who are watching, there's the statement. That's her actual verified account. Jake Sullivan, is he now, the, he's actually the National Security Advisor? Yeah, that's what it says. I mean, holy crap, dude. This is the guy that appeared on MSNBC and CNN in 2016 talking about the ties between Trump and Russia, ties he knew were not real. Ties he knew were lies. Ties he knew were created by the Hillary Clinton campaign and that she approved of and gave a wink and a nod to. The, none of this was true. They knew it. She's putting out official statements from her campaign by Jake Sullivan, who's now the national security advisor. A guy who lied about national security and about elections and election tampering by Russians back in 2016. They literally, according to the evidence coming out by the Durham report, or the Durham probe and investigation, they literally were tying the servers of Trump Tower, and even once Trump became the president of the White House, to a Russian bank, and there were no connections. They were creating it. And Hillary Clinton said, I think you did a good job with that. Robbie Mook, and you know the, going, the running statements, and I guess they're jokes, are that Robbie Mook is going to commit suicide now because everybody seems to die who's anywhere near the Clintons and ever, ever calls them out. But this guy, he's putting his life in jeopardy quite literally by telling the truth here about what happened in 2016. But let me go back to the original point I made. We knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. We knew the hard drive was real. We knew the him smoking crack or, or meth or whatever the hell he's smoking. Those are real pictures. Him having sex with a bunch of people whose ages we can't really tell. Those are all real. His text messages about his father gets 50%, supporting the family his, himself for 30 years and giving 50% to dad, 10% for the big guy, the Burisma deals. All of that stuff is real. We knew that. But nobody believed us because the mainstream media hadn't jumped on board until now, a year and a half into the presidency of the very corrupt Joe Biden. And now we have evidence that Hillary Clinton did all she could do to try to get Donald Trump in trouble by alleging collusion with Russia. That cost us $30 million to investigate, and of course, Mueller found nothing. And she's still walking free, tweeting and texting and doing anything she wants. Jake Sullivan has a big-time job in the administration after, it appears, knowingly lying about this fake connection between Trump and Russia. These are the people that are, are running the party that is in charge right now. Really let that sink in. This should not be a small story. Now, Carrie, you and I do the show when the nightly news is on. Yeah. Do we know if the networks have all picked this up? Do we have any idea? I have no idea. Don't know. You're a journalist. Do you think this should be the top story, you think, on the networks? Yes, absolutely. Certainly one of them. 
and and the, the the set of gumption that Hillary Clinton must walk around with. I mean, to leave that tweet up, to leave that statement up, that so clearly shows that she was in on this is is crazy. Has Jake Sullivan stepped down yet? Has he resigned as national security advisor? No. He's still in the job. Yeah. Making six figures on the American dime. On the taxpayer's dime. And and he's the guy who was the frontline guy in 2016 appearing on all these shows. Look it up. They're all on YouTube. They might, they might scrub them now. But there are video after video of Jake Sullivan going on and on about this tie between Trump and Russia, a tie that they allegedly were creating and that the left was was pushing as hard as they could. And he still beat her somehow in 2016. Your thoughts about this, these stories that we know are true. Do you think, it's a very simple question, do you think Hillary Clinton will finally face the music because of how horrible she's been to, to America and how, how completely criminal she's been for most of her adult life? Yes or no? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Glad to have you on a Friday, a free speech Friday, the Joe Pags Show, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Got to remind you that as we get older, it's not as easy to get uh, to get through our day, to be honest with you. Uh, it used to be a lot easier because the circulation and blood flow was where it needed to be to give you that great energy as you're younger. As we get older, we lose the ability to create that nitric oxide that helps you with that um, that blood flow and circulation. So you have to do something to help benefit you that way. And that's Super Beats Heart Shoes. Super Beats Heart Shoes, so much better than a bunch of cups of coffee. So much better than the sugary drinks or maybe the candy bar that you're grabbing. So much better than those energy drinks because it's long-lasting energy. Because, again, it helps you to create that nitric oxide that helps to, to make sure you regulate your blood pressure and your blood flow and your circulation the way that you did when you were a little bit younger. Go and check these out. They're portable. Take them with you in your, in your gym bag, your purse in your pocket, maybe in the console or your car, and get a great deal right now because listen to my program. You go right now to my to my website on the Superbeats website, joelovesbeats.com, get up to 45% off plus free shipping, and again, it's joelovesbeats.com. The best offer available anywhere, joelovesbeats.com, up to 45% off, free shipping, joelovesbeats.com. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. So what do you think, Rich? Is Hillary going to face the music or not? I hope so. I do too. Yep. Well, you remember the night of the election, I have heard that it said that she said, boy, are we in trouble. So she knew right off the bat. But then again, they think that they're untouchable. I mean, through their whole lives in the political arena, they've just been winning and and getting away with murder. Well, getting away with murder. 
<laughs> no, I don't remember her saying, boy, are we in trouble. In fact, I thought that she was stunned. Well, I, know, I, I know that I you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm not done. Uh, so I hear that she was okay. she was stunned when she found out she lost, so much so that they had the Javits Center in New York completely packed, and they told them all to go home because she wasn't coming out. So I don't think that she ever said, right. boy, are we in trouble. Well, I think she did. I mean, it was, her, it was said that, you know, that, but. Okay. All right. I I'm hear- pretty sure she knew that they were in trouble. <laughs> no, I mean, she saw that the writing was on the wall, but she also felt like she was going to pull some states out that she didn't uh, that she didn't end up pulling out. But I, I never audibly heard her say, boy, we're in trouble. Maybe later she said that. I don't know. Let me go back at it. Let me say hello and welcome to line one. Joanne in uh, Minnesota. Joanne, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Uh, hey. Like the previous caller, I hope beyond all hope that she pays the price. And what you when you ask if she's going to, I just think your mouth to God's ears. I am so fed up with the B is and B S F and S that goes on with that party and ex- now the extreme left of that party. And um, yeah, please, dear God, let let some actual real justice reign. Well, I hear the skepticism. I do, and, and it's it's well placed. Uh, nothing seems to ever happen to the Clintons. They're Teflon. Nothing seems to happen. People around them die. People around them go to prison. People around them commit suicide. People around them end up in plane crashes. I mean, you never really hear about the Clintons ever being held to account. Whether it's $10 million missing that was raised for Haiti, and the Haitians still want it. Where the hell is that? From the Clinton Foundation. To Uranium One. To all sorts of, you know, sordid details with women and uh, Bill Clinton. The Epstein stuff. I mean, nothing ever sticks to them. So even with this guy, Robbie Mook, saying this, is she still powerful enough to make this go away? Or at some point, will the political left ever say, listen, we've had enough of this woman. This isn't going to work anymore. Let me go back out. Let me say hello to uh, line four. Actually, line three is going to be Blake in Texas. Blake, talk to me. Hi. Hey, Joe. You stole my thunder, my friend. Uh, I had the Haitian relief fund on my mind. I honestly don't believe she's going to experience any type of repercussions. And if so... I think that Joe Biden will pardon her. But you think about all that money, it's supposed to go to the Haitians. It was literally pennies on the dollar. The rest was, I believe, funneled towards the uh, library. Uh, but yes, you're right. So uh, they call him, uh, what, Teflon Willie, Slick Willie? Slick Willie, yeah. Uh, well, without a doubt. I, and I think you're right. I think that, that she owns Joe Biden somehow. In fact, if you read uh, on what the insiders have been saying, Joe Biden was going to run in 16, and the allegation is that maybe just maybe the Clinton campaign said, yeah, if I were you, I wouldn't run, or else we're going to, we're going to have to out stuff about Hunter. And then suddenly she became the nominee, and he said, yeah, because Bo died, I'm not, going to, um, I'm not going to run this time. Now, the Clinton machine must have given them the wink and the nod to run in 2020, and Obama, I think, is more of a boss in the Democrat Party now, in that, in that mafia ring, the Democrats. And he probably gave Joe the wink and a nod so that Obama could run the White House from outside the White House. But Joe is so bad. He's such a bumbling fool. He's suffering from the cognitive issues that he clearly is. I think that Hillary Clinton was gearing up to come back. She started looking like that. And then all this stuff comes out. Will it stick? You never know. You never know. Let me go to Kerry, who's in Las Vegas. Hi, Kerry. What's going on? How you doing, Joe? I'm living the dream. What's happening? Yeah, I was just thinking about the Teflon Don and John Gotti and uh, the Biden family and the Clintons and trying to make a comparison. John Gotti was nothing compared to the Bidens 
and the Clintons with what they've been able to get through. I agree. You know, if you were to spill probably red wine on the carpet at the Clintons, you'd probably be whacked. And Joe Biden with him and his son smoking crack, you know, it's amazing what has gone on in the Democratic Party. And I can't believe his rating is still at 38%. Are these people stupid? I don't think it's it's as high as as 38. I appreciate the call. I've never seen any allegation that Joe Biden was smoking crack, but certainly Hunter Biden was smoking some illicit drug uh, on those videos and having all sorts of debauchery happen around him as well. And some of these girls look like they they were underage. Not that I know their age, but that's the allegation that's out there. Yeah, these people will get away with everything. They're running the joint. And um, they're going to continue running the joint until until there's enough evidence to push them out. I don't mind there being a Democrat and a Republican party. I mind when one is so unbelievably corrupt that, that, that they can do anything they want to seize the power they need. Keep it here. Coming back, Doug Mastriano from Pennsylvania. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy on. A brand new friend of mine, a Goomba, a Paisan. His name is Doug Mastriano. Uh, Doug, the, the big news out of Pennsylvania. They were okay with you running in the in the Republican primary. You did great. How's it going? It's going fantastic. I mean, we had a nine-person race, nine people on a ballot, and a lot of dark money lined up. One of the candidates had about $16 million behind him and, and still came in you know, a bad third place. We took 44% of the vote. That's a... 20 more points in the next guy behind me, 24 points. And uh, it, it broke the records as far as any other Republican race with a field that big. Well, what's amazing, Doug, is is that Pennsylvania, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong here, is responding to what many people who live there think was a really bad result in 2020. Pennsylvania, when I went to bed, Trump was winning by a lot. When I yep. woke up, Trump was losing. And we've got a lot of stations in Pennsylvania. I hear from you guys all the time. They feel like something was was taken from them that day. Is that why the response to a, a guy who's not backed with out-of-state money, a guy who didn't have $19 million in the race, is that why you come out on top? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. You know, Clearly, the 2020 election that, that I led the Gettysburg hearing on the 25th of November of uh, 2020, and it just kind of blew the lid off this. It's like not only did Pennsylvania have a lot of problems, but these other states and followed suit. And what we have, what we have going on in Wisconsin and Arizona was that as, res- as a result of, of that hearing that, that I led. But it's also uh, the heavy-handedness of the Democrat Party during the shutdown. We have, of course, our, our much esteemed and beloved uh, Dr. Levine. And uh, <laughs> sorry to say it, man. Uh, Levine followed the science. Levine thought it was a good idea to send the, the sick back into the elder care homes, which resulted in a plague of 16,000 dead. If it was a Republican, that person would be, you know, tarred and feathered. But uh, being a Democrat defendant by the media, promoted to admiral, promoted to a senior health position in Washington, D.C., and now woman of the year, I'm told, as well. And, and you've, Well, Doug, that- you've been very nice to Dr. Levine, who was Richard <laughs> Levine for 50-something years, is now Rachel Levine and the greatest woman ever to walk the earth. But this person literally took mom out of the old folks' home first 
and then put COVID patients in the old folks' home. Why do you take mom out if you feel like it's safe to bring COVID patients there? Clearly, you don't. Now, uh, uh, it should have stopped there. The political career should have been over. But as you said, there's a meteoric rise and the good, hardworking, blue-collar people of Pennsylvania said, wait a second, we don't like what you did in 2020. We can't stand that you took somebody who was horrible for our state and made this person uh, have such a high ranking in health and human services and is now the woman of the year somehow. Um, The regular folks want Doug. I mean, that's really what I see. Unless, Unless there's something else there, Doug, that I don't know, I think like they just wanted somebody who was like them. Yeah, it's true. You know, even some of the opposition research, they said, you know, Mastriano appeals to get common people. Well, no kidding. My dad was a high school dropout. My dad was a hardworking blue collar man, probably the hardest working guy I ever met. And, uh, you know, I served in the military. My, my dad raised us that we owed a debt to our country. Uh, he did not give pressure for me to join the military. And uh, I just love my country so much that I served for 30 years in active duty. No hero, served with heroes. But, uh, Joe, when I was retiring in, in late 2017, I was really struggling with leaving the Army because that was really my dr- dream job, if you yeah. can imagine that. And so I was taking stock of my 30 years of service and many years away from home, 12 moves, 12 years out of the country. And I was heartbroken that I, this is going to sound Captain America-esque, but it's true. I was really heartbroken that my, my state and country worse off than how I got it from my dad's generation. And so I had I had a run for office, never wanted to. You know, had to kind of hold my nose to do this here because it it is as ugly as we talk about. But if people, if good people like you and me don't do something about it, we're going to get second rate and mediocre politicians that just drive us into the ground. Well, Doug, I think that's that's the case, isn't it? And by the way, be Captain America. I want to be Captain America. I think anybody who loves the country wants to be ca- Captain America. America first is actually a good thing. Nationalism is a very good thing. White nationalism, black national, Hispanic nationalism, that's a bad thing. I get that. But nationalism literally includes all of us. And you know who brought that back? And I don't know how old you are, but I'm guessing we're about the same age. Um, Ronald Reagan brought that back. When Jimmy yeah. Carter ruined this country. And I mean that. The the misery index was disgusting. The inflation rate, the unemployment rate, the interest rates for homes, it was all double-digit and disgusting. We saw a dollar a gallon for gas for the first time ever. And Reagan came in and said, I love the country. You should love the country. He wanted to make America great again. He literally said something like that. I think that Trump just added the again. So uh, at the end of the day, loving the country and wanting to put that that flag on your chest like you and I want to, it used to be applauded. Somehow we're the bad guys, Doug. How, how do we break through that and make people who are starting to fall for the indoctrination that we're somehow inherently bad, make them understand that we're inherently good as a one group of people? And, and this is not an easy thing, Joe, and you know this because you've been on the receiving end of, of the disinformation and hate and propaganda. Yes. For the that you, moving together with the Democrat Party, they, they, they do talk to each other and, and, you know, collude. I've seen that myself against me. Um, I, I think a couple of levels. First off, you got to be, be willing to you know, lose your good name kind of thing because they're going to make crap up about each and every one of us here. Look, none of us are perfect. We all have maggots you know, in our background. Yes. Know, make mistakes we've done. But uh, they're going to amplify that when it's us. And, of course, they're going to cover it up and move on or ignore it when it's Democrats like Levine with, with the, the, the death policy of killing elderly. No problem. But it was, if that was my administration, there'd be hell to pay. So first off. You got to train yourself that you're in it for the next generation and that you're willing to sacrifice your name and reputation in the public sector because the left is going to tire and feather you. And second off, you got to train yourself. Just don't even care what they say anymore. And then third off, don't feel like you have to kowtow to them. You know, in my acceptance speech on Tuesday, there was some outlets there that were you know, blasting me and my people for our religious beliefs. You know, and, and these people, they peddle in hate. And I told them up front, this campaign, I have no room 
for religious bigotry or intolerance. And right. if you peddle and, and hate towards anyone's personal religion there, you're not welcome in my rallies. You're, you're not going to be part of this movement. You'll have no access. So it's time we start drawing lines as well. So Washington Post and, you know, and CNN and others, you, you want to mock someone's Christian faith or, or what, any faith they have here, then you're just not welcome because you're full of hate. I think it's a great point. It's Doug Mastriano, um, a retired U.S. Army colonel. Are you currently the, the, the District 33 senator from Pennsylvania, the state senator? I'm also a sitting senator. I'm not resigning my seat because I'm also doing a lot of work there trying to tighten up my state before I actually get into the governor's office. So. So, so, no, I'm with you. So for 30 years, uh, you were, you were in, in the armed services. You might not call yourself a hero. I do. I call my father a hero. He's passed now. He's in the Air Force. Um, at the end of the day, you're a regular American who still loves the country. And you and I aren't as rare as people would have us believe. By the way, go to his website, Doug4Gov.com. Doug4Gov.com and go support him. You and I aren't really that rare, but the media would have us believe that we are. Social media would have us believe that we are. And if you're somebody who believes like you do or I do, we're suddenly labeled ultra mega. Because somehow ultra MAGA is a pejorative. If you really, really want the America, uh, our, our country, make America great again, then you're really a bad guy. That's going to blow up in their faces. But Doug, you're going to have people come at you that never even heard of you before. For, for the next several months until the election, you're going to be inundated. Are you prepared for that? Yeah, uh, hell yes. Because once again, it's not about me. It's about my state and the future of our country. I do honestly believe. For Pennsylvania, this this is one of the most consequential, if not the most consequential elections, you know, in living memory. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got it. There were darker days when we had 75,000 Johnny Rebs running down in my district in Gettysburg, which is part of my area. Right. But, you know, this is a modern time here. Thank God we don't have that. But we're on the cusp of losing our country. So, you know, Pennsylvania, if, if you want more of the same where we're taping massive kids faces, uh, having medical workers and heroes in the medical system lose their jobs because they don't want to get a jab. Because we have a uh, national guardsmen and, and uh, air guardsmen and, and women losing their jobs because they want to have a choice on this experimental temporary use jab as well. If you want to have businesses essential, non-essential, shut down, your, your your loved ones left to die alone. I mean, Josh Shapiro, the attorney general, is your guy. If, if you want someone that's going to restore freedom and get us back to the greatness that we once had and have Pennsylvania actually lead the way as a Keystone State, then I'm your guy. Uh, the, the day you take office, and I hope that you do, it's Doug Mastriano. Go to Doug4Gov.com. Uh, the day you take office, what can you do as the governor? Can you, with the, with the swipe of a pen, get rid of mask mandates, get rid of jab mandates, allow people who are, we are applauding as heroes on the front line, saving people from COVID. Uh, we, can, you, can you restore their jobs if they've been pushed out? What can you do on the executive level without worrying about, you know, local municipalities and so on, you know, trying to over, uh, supersede? Can you that day restore all of that? Yeah, we, we love Florida. We love you, Ron DeSantis. But Doug Mastriano, governor of Pennsylvania, is going to make you look like an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to be. I'm, I'm going to take that. I'm going to send it to DeSantis that you said that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a Navy man. My, not, my dad is Navy. So I got gotcha. you. But, you, you know, so that's fantastic. So on day one, I'm going in there on day one. And I'm going to follow up this, these decisions, too, with legislation, by the way. And everything I'm about to say, this actually builds some of what you're mine in the Senate yeah. and in the House. Uh, day one, any requirement for a jab for a job is done in Pennsylvania. Day, day one, any mandates, mass requirements, it's done. It's over. Yeah, day one, CRT, indoctrination of our kids is over. And if the schools defy me, we're, take, we're going after them hard. You know, on day one, uh, we're going to be out of the regional greenhouse gas initiative, which is a climate scheme in, in the, the northeastern part of the states where we have to pay for CO2 emissions. It's going to cost us in Pennsylvania, the taxpayers and hardworking men and women, 
a half a billion dollars oh, this wow. year, two billion dollars next year's day one. We're out. I'm going to roll back eight years of Democrat restrictions on our drilling and, and our wells. And we're going to become number one in the nation on pr- production of natural gas and coal. I mean, I got a whole list of things here. You know, uh, day one. Guess what? We're going to follow the science, just like I've been lectured for the past two years by the likes of Levine. I'm like, please, yes, follow the science after you, Dr. Levine. Right. On day one, if, if you're a if you're a biological male, you can't compete in female sports, period. Uh, follow the science. Follow the science. If, if you're a biological male, you cannot use the girls' bathroom. We're going to follow the science. That, that's all going to be done in day one. Good. And, and it should be done. You know why? Because it's common sense. There, There's XY and there's XX. You can call yourself whatever you want, but we should have sports for XY and sports for XX and bathrooms are the same thing. And, and the whole idea that it would, it would cost a half a billion dollars for some green energy garbage while you're yep. squelching your ability to go and get the natural resources that God gave us makes me kind of sick. So if I'm, if I'm flying overhead and the states are colored blue or red, is Pennsylvania a red state? I mean, geographically, most of it would be, but then you've got really deep pockets of blue, right? That's sort of what we deal with here in Texas as well. Yeah, so 60 of our 67 counties are Republican. Wow. And uh, we're about we're about three four hundred thousand dollar uh, three or four hundred thousand uh, registration deficit to the Democrats, uh, but we're seeing we're seeing people register as Republicans, switching their party affiliations so they could have voted in the primary last week. You know, when we did our petition drive, it took two thousand signatures to get on the ballot. Uh, my, my people collected 29,000, a record for Republicans. And during that process, Joe, they converted thousands of Democrats and independents to our side. Uh, we, we have this, look, the establishment did not want me. And uh, they fought you know, hard to, to try to bump me out. Dark money fought against me. Many millions of dollars were spent on negative ads. Right. Uh, even the Democrats were hitting me because Josh Shapiro is terrified of running against me. But despite that, we have a statewide movement. You know, I, I even had rallies in, in Democrat strongholds like downtown in Erie and in Pittsburgh. And we had three to five hundred people show up. I mean, this is unprecedented at, at the state level. It's amazing. And, and again, here's a regular guy who has succeeded because of your love of America, who, who is going to stand up for Pennsylvania. Pennsylvanians have to be really unhappy about 2020 and how that election went. So in 2022, Doug, how do we know they're going to go and vote? Is, is your legislature Republican or Democrat or is it split? Our General Assembly is Republican. Okay, so, so then why, why the hell uh, were the elections, uh, was the election able to be messed with the way that it was when constitutionally you guys in the legislature... You set the rules. I mean, were there rules that said you could have privately owned, a Joe Pags can buy a drop box and you could drop off your ballots here, really? I mean, uh, there were rules that were superseded and, circum- and circumvented on that day that makes Pennsylvania look horrible when it comes to counting votes. Just in the Senate race the other day, we're still yep. hearing about ballots coming in. So let's fast forward to November. People listening and watching right now in Pennsylvania want to vote for Doug Mastriano. How do they know that the vote's going to count? Well, if I can, uh, I'm going to answer. I, I, I'm a direct kind of guy, but I, this one I need a little bit of background Go ahead. real quickly. So, um, the, the uh, election in 2020 was co-opted by the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. They they changed and wrote election law. They they completely altered. The but they're not allowed law. to, Doug. You know that constitutionally they can't. That's right. And the in the Texas case that Paxson's Texas case that you t- talked about with 19 states signing on it, I was an amicus with that too as a Pennsylvania state senator. Right. The U.S. Supreme Court refused to hear that. So we have a constitutional crisis in our state. It's, it's never been resolved. You know, as, as far as the, we, we didn't do an audit, I was leading the charge on an audit. And then, of course, the, the leader of the Republican Senate, you know, pulled a rug out from underneath me. I guess that's a story for a different time. Right. But uh, we, we have problems on all sides. So how do we overcome that? OK, we, we got problems and we're going to walk into this uh, November election with, with these issues that many of which are unresolved, some of which we did address. For instance, we did vote in the Senate to end uh 
a Zuck Buxom coming in. And it's a veto-proof majority, actually. We've got a bunch of Democrats on board. So, for, for those who are watching and listening who don't know, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, he put $470 million into, uh, into this election through so-called nonprofits. It's illegal, uh, obviously. He hasn't paid any price for it yet, and he promises he'll never do it again. But this money, we didn't even realize it. He owned a lot of these drop boxes, and these not-for-profits were the ones that were actually telling people, go to these drop boxes. Go ahead. Yeah, and it really was a, a get-out-the-vote move by the Democrats using so-called innocent money here to, right. you know, for this election. It was it corrupted. And drop boxes were never, ever part of any legislation. That was add-on by our state Supreme Court. Okay, but there is hope. Uh, first off, last May, we were the first state in the nation to attack the governor's supreme powers. Governor Wolf had it, our governor. Never was a governor more appropriately named, by the way, Tom Wolf. Right. Uh, he uh, thought it was a good idea to every 90 days self-renew his emergency shutdown for, of the state, which just des- destroyed and devastated families. Right. You know, kids lost their prom. I mean, sports were shut down, scholarships, businesses were run out. It was sick. And so the people of Pennsylvania, we got together. We did a constitutional referendum, and last May, despite all the fraud and corruption, 53% of the vote stripped the governor of his powers, which was fantastic, and that's great. We also have the example of Virginia. A lot of problems in Virginia. I know there's differences with Pennsylvania, but they came out in overwhelming numbers because they are about to lose their First Amendment and Second Amendment freedoms. You talked about this extensively. Right. And the Republicans in Virginia did two things we need to do, Pennsylvania. First off, they showed up in overwhelming numbers. They didn't stand back and say, you know, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count. What a lame cop out. You love your country so little. And yes, if you don't vote, your vote doesn't count. Right. First, so you show up. And number two, you get trained up to become a poll watcher. Youngkin's people had 95% of the polling stations manned with Republican eyes, and, and that really clamped out. Yeah, but Doug, I, ha- I, hate to be, I hate to be Captain Obvious, but the poll watchers weren't allowed to watch anything in Pennsylvania in 2020. They were literally kept, what What was it, uh, 40 feet away, and then you had to go to court to say, at least let us be within six feet. Still, at six feet, you can't see anything. In fact, yeah. in Michigan, they covered the windows, put the Republicans outside, and didn't let them see anything. So wh- how can you make sure that people are allowed to see on both sides that things are going down with integrity yeah and and obviously in philadelphia and pittsburgh that's going to be the challenge i think we'll be okay in most of the other regions um but so how do we do this we're going to put a call out here in the next month or two for uh uh, law enforcement and retired military, so veterans and law enforcement here to train up to be poll watchers and, and a bunch of inter- attorneys as well. So then when we when they face this corruption and cheating or violations of, of uh, state statutes and law, they'll know how to react and Good. respond to that decisively. Well, Doug, do me a favor. We've just blown through about 16 minutes, and I want to talk to you some more. Let's do this again soon. I hope that everybody will go to the website, Doug4Gov.com, Doug4Gov.com. He's a state senator in Pennsylvania, District 33. He's also the Republican running for governor and was a surprise, maybe not to him, maybe not to Rudy Giuliani, maybe not to me, but to a lot of people who are watching that he came out on top, and we hope now that you become the governor. Thanks a million for doing this. Doug, can we do it again soon? Yes, sir, Joe. Thanks for all that you do. You're you're enlightened this nation. Thank, Thank you. you, brother. I appreciate that. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Guy, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It is the Joe Pag Show. We're glad that Doug Mastriano won the nomination for Republican running for the governorship, the governor's office of the great state of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania deserves better. 
Pennsylvania's been treated really badly for the past few years when it comes to elections, when it comes to policy, green energy, and how they're spending a half a billion dollars. That's nuts. Hopefully you got something out of that. We've got a lot of listeners in Pennsylvania. If you missed any of the interview, make sure you check Rumble after the show. It'll go up at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Go check out the entire interview. And yes, he does, in fact, call out Ron DeSantis. But I guess it might be Army versus Navy. I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. But that was pretty interesting as well. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show.